Bum podcast. Bum podcast. See, that's how you started. Is that how you were supposed to start it? Yeah, because I got space to cut it up. Okay, well, I used to hear some music, but I don't hear no music now. Uh, I just listen to the bells between your ears. Show business. Got to keep it moving. We love this father-son relationship. Come on, bro. Bum podcast, between you and me. Between you and me. All right, so um, today we're going to be talking about a unique topic. Did we call it a topic yet? I mean, the, the title of the topic. I didn't really give it a title. I just called it womanhood. Womanhood. Is that okay with y'all? What is womanhood? Sure. Okay. It'll be a name. It'll be, cool. It'll be a name. Anyway, so today we have um, two guests with us, and um, we're gonna we're gonna bring them on and let them introduce um, themselves. A couple of weeks ago, we did a manhood, and we we talked about things from a man's perspective, and we thought it only fair is we brought on some young ladies to talk about things from a woman's perspective and so because we can't do that because we can't well t might be able to do it a little bit but i can't do it at all so we can't do that and so um all right right, we're gonna let y'all 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 jump in and introduce yourself so go ahead sure hi everyone my name is aria austin i am 21 years old i'm from gainesville virginia and i'm a senior in college very exciting time (laughs) outstanding outstanding and my name is Sierra Generet. I am 20 years old. I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina. And I'm, right. you know what? You want, okay, Bucktown from Raceford, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and I am also a senior in college. Outstanding. So um, we're going to jump in. Uh, we have a couple of prompt questions we're going to throw out, or I'm going to let T throw out. I'm going to sit back and, and I'm going to drive while he... Um, navigates and so it's it's kind of weird like trying to prompt the questions and not answer the questions but uh i have on here for the first question uh was do men have certain expectations of women so from your own personal perspective do you guys think that um men or the average man has certain expectations of a woman and whoever can go whoever feels lit Um, everybody I'll, go. I'll go. Um, I feel like some men, I'm not going to say all, but someone do have an expectation of women. And I feel like it depends on how you were raised. Like, for example, some men might be raised in like a super traditional home where their mom like stayed at home. She, you know, she cooked and cleaned and their dad went to work. Or some can be like more like modern now. Some people, whether it be 50-50 rather than, you know, a woman staying at home or a man going to work. And some like want women to be more family oriented in a way, or some men may want their women to be a little bit more submissive. So I feel like it honestly depends on how you were raised because you may want someone, you know, like your mother or who raised you whenever you're thinking about expectations of women. I agree with you, Sierra. I do think it depends on how you were raised. And I, you know, I've been in relationships where men definitely expected me to make dinner for them or to be the person if we got married to stay home and that's just not who i am i've also been in relationships to where men were very comfortable with me wanting to be an attorney and not be that stay-at-home mom so i think when you are in a relationship it's really important to talk about that like the roles in your relationship and what you expect out of one another because if that doesn't happen it's going to be some conflict for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. So I got, I got a question on that. So, so what if you encounter a man and he has no expectation whatsoever? 
that's an interesting question. I I feel like that can be a pro and a con because I feel like you ha- should have some expectations of someone. I don't know. I have some expectations. Like if you don't have like any, yeah. Like if you don't have any expectations for someone else, like do you have any expectations for yourself? Like what are you planning in your life? <laughs> oh, see, Sarah, you got something to say about that? Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree because it can be like a double-edged sword in a way because if you don't know like what someone expects out of you, you know, how do you know if you what you're doing, you know, is good enough or if there's something that you need to improve on. So I feel like, you know, expectation doesn't have to be like a set guideline of how you should be, but like certain things that you want or like things that would make you happier or feel heard, then I feel like that is just as important as not having any expectations at all in a way. Um, I mean, I would agree with that. I feel like it's hard to find, like, everybody has some kind of expectation, whether they know where that comes from or not. I would say the majority of the time, your expectation would come from your home life and what, you, what you've what you seen growing up. Um, I mean, kind of like you guys spoke on, but I mean, to have someone that has absolutely no expectation, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, and, and the only reason I ask, and it was based upon, uh, I guess, uh, some of the things I heard you all saying, but I'm thinking, like, like if somebody came up, and, and, and Ari, I think you might have alluded to it. If, if they came up and he had no expectation, wouldn't that be a red flag? Yeah, I think it would because be kind of, of a... Like, I'm a person that plans far in advance in my life, which may be good or bad thing, but I, I feel like you have certain expectations for yourself. And for me, when you come into a relationship with no expectations, are you planning... Had, like, do you have any plans for your life? Kind of like, have you yeah. thought about, do I want to have children? Do I, what am I going to do for my job? Like, how is this going to work? And I think you should know that coming into a relationship, at least when you are in your mid, when you're in a relationship, mid 20s, late 20s, whatever. I feel like you should come into a relationship with certain expectations for yourself and how you see your partner fitting into that as well. Okay, that's cool. Cause that, and that's, I guess, what what I wanted to find out because, um, we one of the things that we definitely want to talk about during the podcast, we want to talk about like wholesome relationships and what wholesome relationships would look like, and I I, I believe that, I mean, I guess, to to, to your point, you say every man should, will have an expectation, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that expectation is a long range plan for the person that they're engaging at that time. If nothing else, it'll be an expectation of what you expect to see in the other person, just based on what you're used to seeing. Like, like that's why I say a lot of times it goes back to the home and how you grew up because you grew up seeing like people interact. You grew up seeing your parents interact. And so I feel like when you go into a relationship, your expectation will be for it to look somewhat like what it looked when you saw your parents because that's the model that you have for yourself. All right, cool. Okay, I'm good. All right. Are you guys good? Anything else you want to say about that one? No, I think we're good to you. All right, just making sure. Um, and so the next question I want to go to is, do you think... Um, I'm going to throw it off. I'm, I'm going to go to this one. Do you think a man can truly understand what being a woman is like? Um, do I think truly understand... No, I do not. I think that I think that a man can gain an understanding from a woman telling her experience, but a man's never going to truly understand what it's like to be a woman 
at all, just based upon our, our experiences. Like, I don't think a man's going to understand what it's like to just be walking on the road and to get honked at or whistled at or catcalled. He's not going to understand what it's like to get paid less inherently in the, in America. There's are things they're going to not understand because they're not a woman. They're not going to understand that. I absolutely agree. I feel like um, when it's based on like more societal aspects, like you said, wage or like even pressure to look a certain way. Like if you just go on Instagram or any social media, you'll see like, oh, a lot of women, you know, in entertainment look like this. So I want my girl to look like this or, you know, physical makeup, how you look. So I feel like men don't have as much pressure to look a certain way or fit a certain stereotype like women do. And that can be like hard to cope with as a woman. So I don't feel like men really understand like how that feels as a woman. I also think when it comes to perception and expectations, as we've talked about expectations, but especially in the workforce, when you have a woman who is in charge or a black woman, why is there, why is it associated with being an angry black woman when you're passionate or explaining something? That's like, why are you being angry? Like, no, I'm not being angry. I'm being articulate. I'm expressing what I have to say. I'm leading. And that is a stereotype that is attached to black women that is very problematic in society. You look like you're excited to say something. I was, I was going to say, I, I hated to jump in on where Aria was because that was really good. I was going back to where um, Sierra was. Um, and and I'm going to try to remember. Sierra, I want to come back to you because you and I have had a couple conversations about a physical appearance. And <laughs> I, I, I want to ask, <laughs> ask you a question about it. But before I get back to you, I just want you to hold that thought because I, I forget sometimes I go on tangents. For, but for Aria, for you, I, I, I want to jump on where you are right now because you were, you, you're last to speak and, and you talked about the angry black woman syndrome and it, and it reminds me of what I read slash heard following the vice presidential debate. And it was like, um, there was an expectation from part of the crowd that um, Kamala Harris was going to be the angry black snapper neck person um, that, that, that kind of, shut things down and then the other half was like no she's going to be respectful and she's going to sit there and the bad part about it was um she played a fine line between both probably more on the uh, on the on the reserved side but neither side no, anybody was happy with you know and it was like oh she should have done more or look at the way she was rolling her eyes and it's like you know it it really does put it in a perspective where it's like darned if you do darned if you don't and so can y'all, I mean, can you talk about that a little bit? And Because again, at the end of the day, we want to make sure we educate each other on how we can respect women better, how we can understand better, and how we can be more sensitive to your plight so that we can assist. Now, I think, I think the example that you gave of Senator Harris of the presidential debate was a great example of trying to balance this this perception because I I personally think she definitely was holding back during that debate. There are things that she wanted to say, but she's like, I am in front of millions of people. I cannot speak my mind fully based upon this this perception that is already attached to black women. And that can be extremely frustrating. And I I've definitely have experienced that being in spaces to where I want to speak my mind. But are people going to really receive what I say if I say it a certain way? I have to have a certain tone of voice. 
and it shouldn't be that way but it's a constant back and forth of i'm going to try to be as effective as, po as possible but can i fully be myself in this situation and can 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 the black man do a better job of of um see that 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 sounds i don't want to get myself in trouble what i what i was going to say was a better job of um preparing the way or um facilitating um your freedom um i guess is what i want to say because i think especially when you start talking about getting it and this is just for me getting up into middle and upper level management and this is going to be a knock on some 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 black men i mean i am one um but i know that it's like an uh we're for ourselves because we got into the good club and we're not necessarily interested in a whole slew of other people coming behind us and i i, I think you know, for me um uh, and i believe i have done a good job or i did do a good job when i was in that position of kind of um allowing for um the black women around me to have a voice and to be able to be themselves and be authentic um, but is there anything that we could do better without crippling or trying to handicap or trying to make it seem like we're, we're, we're making you all look less than to assist you in that? I feel like for me, I feel like it's kind of like being supportive. Like I know for me, like in media a lot, I always see like, especially people that have like a really big platform Sometimes I use their platform to bash like black women. So I feel like instead of, you know, a situation where you have the option to, you know, bash them, like maybe take another look at it and try to be on a more supportive stance, because that's what a lot of people, you know, are going to see. And even, you know, like you're saying about like the little things that, you know, black men can do. I just honestly feel like just being there and being supportive if there's something going on, just, you know, letting them know that you're, you have their back and, you know, like, so we don't have to deal with getting called like the angry black woman or something goes wrong. Like for me, I feel like if, if I'm in public and there's something going on, I sometimes hold my tongue because I don't want to have that stereotype around me. So I just guess making like making black women feel a little bit more safe and just be there for them in situations that are a little bit heated just so they can have a little bit more support than feeling, you know, by ourselves sometimes. That's what I would say. I agree. I definitely agree with that. I also think that black men being okay with black women being in power is important in, in the workforce, um, in, in Congress in the White House, wherever it may be, being uncomfortable with a woman being in charge is important. And also checking your friends if they're saying something ignorant and foolish is really important. I think a lot of the time people are passive or they'll laugh something off when people make a snide remark about black women and actually saying, man, that's not okay, is a really great step in the right direction. You have to call people out when they're doing something wrong. I like that. I like that. Calling people out. It's kind of funny because I have a friend um, that we actually had a conversation at length about this and the whole, like, we should be checking each other. We should be checking our friends. We should be checking other guys because when it comes to this whole respect thing and this support thing, it really is something that has to come within being a man almost because, like, I know looking at social media, things like Twitter and stuff like that, we always see a lot of back and forth between men and women. Um, and it's a lot of just people at each other's throats. And 
like a lot of times we hear, oh, from women, oh, black men need to do better. Black men need to do this and that. And black women pushing men to be accountable. But really, men need to be pushing each other to be accountable because that's when that change really happens. Because it's like, nah, this isn't cool. Nah, this isn't funny. Like, we should hold a standard for ourselves. And sometimes you need that a little bit more than like somebody else is trying to direct you and somebody else is trying to tell you how to act or how to be. Like, now nah, this isn't someone getting on you. Us as men, we should be doing better. Right. And sometimes it takes that conversation. Especially uh, in a society, unfortunately, um, a lot of young men growing up now don't necessarily have male role models in their lives. And so I think that's important. So that's a good point. That was a good point. Uh, so now, Sierra, to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Uh, You're doing too much, man. Am I doing too much? I mean, you're talking to the mic. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. So, Sierra, I know I've said something to you, and it's in jest, and I mean, it really is in jest when we talk about <laughs> like how I like your natural hair, right? And yeah. so it's yeah. funny because I, for me, and, and, and T has to check me on this a lot, because for me, I think I feel a lot more comfortable with people than people feel with me sometimes. And so I say stuff like that. <laughs> I say stuff like that, you know, because I feel comfortable. And and feel like we're 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 in, we have rapport, and so I mean, and it's never anything bad. It's never anything bad. But just even commenting on on I mean, and in 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 your case, is what I did. Like it just happened to, you know, yeah, dovetail. But um, what what do you have to say to me or anybody else as far as, far as that? Because you said something about you know women having to uphold their looks and that kind of stuff. It's like oh. Because I have to get on my dad sometimes too. Like for instance, whenever I'm home, he has a thing about like when, especially black women wearing bonnets outside in public. So I have to tell him like, you know, sir, that's not your place, you know, to comment on those things. You're not a woman, you're not a black woman. So please do not comment on something that you have no, that does not concern you at all. And I just feel like sometimes people can use like, for example, for me, I don't take a lot of things to heart, especially if I know like Mr. Clance, I know wouldn't say something, you know, intentionally hurt my feelings. But I, I know there's some other people that sometimes comment on how women look and they may not mean it from like a malicious place, but it can go there or make them like, you know, they may laugh, you know, in your face, but then you know, when they go away, they may feel some type of way. And I feel like that happens a lot with women, especially now in society for Black women, like a Black woman can wear a wig and, you know, it's ghetto or used to be ghetto. But then like if a Kardashian wears it, oh, now, oh, now everybody wants a wig. So it's kind of weird in that way, because it's like we have to deal with that in our own community and then other communities take it and they get like uplifted for it. So it's just a lot on that one subject where I feel like if you, if it's coming from a positive place, then I feel like that's fine. Like, Hey, I love your hair. I love your natural hair. But at the same time, even when you may not like it or have maybe a negative comment, maybe keep it to yourself or, you know, just watch what you say. Cause it may can um, get, turned into like a negative in a way that makes any sense makes a lot of sense i feel like that even kind of goes back to a little bit of what you were speaking on before and talking about how can we support right our women um and like a lot of times like black women they are bashed by other communities about certain things and so us hopping on that and basking them as well that's not as supporting them we should be able to like 
help them to not be ostracized for them being themselves and them being the way that they are. We're supposed to love our women and uplift our women. We shouldn't be jumping in to bash them as well. Okay. All right. Yes. All right, cool. I'm good with that. Um, can I save? Yeah, I'll save it. All right. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to take it to the next question. Unless anybody have anything else to say about that one? Mm-mm. Go ahead. All right. Cool. Moving right along. Um, next I have, do men or should men get to have a say in what makes a woman? Do men have a say in what makes a woman? What do you guys think about that? That's an interesting question because instantly I want to say, of course not. Like, why are you even asking that question? (laughs) (laughs) What? But then my thought turns to, and this is probably like, thinking way too deep about it but the role of a parent especially single parents and Mm -hmm. you know when you are a single father a single dad and you have young daughters like do you have a say in how your daughters are raised like what it means to be a woman in that case or vice versa when you are a single mom and you have young young men like do you have a say in how they are raised and i i've had some of my guy friends that have single mothers and they say like my mom taught me how to be a man and I'm sure it could be the same way for women as well with single dads. So um, I think that's just a completely different situation. Though. I think up front, I'm going to say no. <laughs> just the general essence of being a woman. I don't think a men get a say in that. I have to like agree because honestly, the first answer for me was no. But I, I mean, I understand that men can have a say because I don't want to feel like, you know, we don't respect someone's like valid, you know, opinion on something. However, it doesn't necessarily have to be accepted as a guideline. I don't feel like, uh, like a man, like, for example, if you take, if you're in a relationship and the only thing you know is what that man told you a woman was, and then you're single, like now, you know, you may have like a little bit of an identity crisis. Cause like, I've seen that happen to people where, they just know how to be themselves when they're in a relationship. And then when they're not, they kind of have that identity crisis. So I feel like no one's opinion or way that they think you should be, should be your own guideline. You need to be and have that within yourself and not focused on someone else's opinion, but you are allowed to have an opinion. I just feel like sometimes I do want to say no, but I do understand on the other side as well for that question. I do, but go ahead. No, go ahead. So, so I, so I, I'm, I'm, I was going to kind of throw a monkey wrench in it. So, oh Lord, what are you going to say now? 